0: And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program.
1: Good morning, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Cobra's kicked in. I'm firing on all cylinders. Oh goodness! How are you, Kathleen? Uh,
2: pretty good, pretty good. As wow. I said earlier, I don't normally drink cold brew, but I was up early running errands, and um, I I summoned you by ordering a cold brew because <laughs> I, I picked up one while I was running around, and then ding! I got a message reading about regarding this morning. I'm like, yes, exactly.
1: that is it. We're, we're we're linked by the we're linked by our uh, psyches. So yes, um, and cold brew. And um, <laughs> welcome back to Old Hollywood Realness. is... <laughs> What I should have said at the very beginning.
0: (laughs) Welcome back, y'all.
1: This is a podcast dedicated to the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm Philip Estrada.
2: I'm Kathleen Null.
1: And we are bringing a very, 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 very very special episode today yes it's very (laughs) exciting um so we um as if you're a if you're a listener of the show you will notice that we go down to los angeles try to once a year ish Mm -hmm. i say um you know just to get down there see what's happening yes you know visit the old haunts and that as it were and we (laughs) had the opportunity to interview uh, mr larry mcqueen which was I mean, I don't know about you, Kathleen, but I had an amazing time talking to him.
2: Yes, I did, too. He's really a joy to talk to and uh, very inspiring. And I thought had some really great advice. Just exactly. Yeah. That exactly. trip was, I'm like not the same person after that LA trip. We, <laughs> we got to talk to so many amazing people and the, yes. the experiences of a lifetime for sure. Yes, it really, <laughs> it really
1: was. It was, mm-hmm. it was a seminal moment. It was our, um, sisterhood of the traveling pants. It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> yes. We, we bonded, we, we mm-hmm. became women. We became women, you yeah. know, <laughs> we stayed at the Biltmore
2: Hotel which was amazing
1: fantastic (laughs) yeah um so I do want to say that um so Larry McQueen uh is was wonderful to host us and Mm -hmm. to allow it to talk to us um I so this was a few months ago when we were in Los Angeles so I checked in with him to see what's going on if anything has changed and um I did want to give um you know give some updates to what he's working on so Mm -hmm. right now um he is working, he has a couple of items in the Esther Williams exhibition that opened in September on the Catalina Museum, <laughs> which I'm very excited um, about, that's really cool so if you have the opportunity to go down to Catalina check it out, he has um, a couple pieces in there, which we actually mentioned one of them in the podcast, so I don't yes. want to r- ruin it for you, mm-hmm. um, and also he actually is working on an exhibition that will be open pretty soon um, in Cinématique Francaise which I believe is in Paris actually, um, in if I'm not mistaken, Ciné, uh, Cinématique, Form. <laughs> Live Google, C- y'all. Say. Um, Sound the magic happens. <laughs> uh, yes, it is in Paris. And um, if you're. If, if you ever find yourself in Paris, as one does, um, I mean I do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, toddle on down to the Cinématique Française. and uh, it opens on October ninth. So not like less, um, almost just a week away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the the exhibition is actually on vampires, and he'll be showing his pieces from that he owns from Interview with a Vampire. Oh which, God,
2: I want to go see this.
1: It's Sorry. just <laughs> like it's like every goth girl's fantasy. Just yes. I'm living for that so definitely go if you again if you'll ever find yourself in paris you know um go I was down there joking
2: at first now i'm serious
1: yeah, no, I want to yeah. See. go hot topic it up down at um down at the cinematique false. um and he also just wanted to let us know that he's currently working on restoring two beaded gowns um from uh designed by marjorie uh, reynolds from Uh, Holiday Inn and one uh, or sorry one by worn by Marjorie Reynolds from Holiday Inn and the other one was worn by Betty Davis in Marked Woman Um, he has some other pieces and they're going to be scheduled for a museum in Moscow in 2020 so it's very exciting the stuff that he's working on yes So, um, and then also he's still working. He's actually working with the Academy Museum, um, which is still in progress and they don't really have dates for when those are going to be opening up. So, um, yeah. And then he closed out the email by saying, I'm always grateful for the exhibitions because it is fulfilling the dream of sharing them with the public. So, which just the sweetest 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 man yep. so his dream um, and, is our dream <laughs> and he is doing the lord's work with these costumes so mm-hmm. we're very excited to present this um, episode to you um and also one last bit of uh one last bit of business is that we've been running our book um book giveaway so we had that book uh, hollywood book club reading with the stars by stephen ray which was gifted to us by the publisher and we wanted to share that with you um so we pulled together all of the uh All of the five star reviews over on iTunes, um, (laughs) which was so thank you so much for everyone who submitted one and um, keep those coming. By the way, it it really helps us out with visibility Mm -hmm. and visibility is important um, because it gets the word out on our podcast and then it shares with other people. So we actually are um, we are we'd like to give this book to um, the the reviewer. Bobby Jock, B-O-B-B-I-E-J-O-C. So if that's you, you can email us at um, oldhollywoodrealness at gmail.com and we will get this book to you. Um, the 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 review says, hanging out with old friends, five stars. Listening to <laughs> Kathleen and Philip takes me back to hanging out at the UC Berkeley Theater Department, working old, watching old movies and fantasizing about the glamour on screen. They bring their thoughts and feelings to the movie and bring you in on some on the sometimes off-the-rails discussions that I would totally have with my friends. Thank you. <laughs> As we Such a sweet review. So That's And so it funny. totally speaks to volumes about <laughs> the point of this podcast. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yes. So, um, yes, please um, email us and we'll get this book to you, Bobby Jock. And, um, yes, so... That's pretty much it. Hit us up on social media, as always. Um, Old Hollywood Realness on Instagram and Facebook. OHR Podcast on Twitter. Um, Email us, as I said. And then you can check out the uh, the, uh, website, Old Hollywood Realness. Dot com. we On this episode, we actually have a link to Larry McQueen's Pinterest page, which yes. is amazing. It's chock-a-block with every single, almost every single uh, costume that he has in his collection. So if you have some, ins- um, if you're curious about that, I'll also link it to, I just posted a link on the Facebook group, which I totally mm-hmm. recommend you all join, OHR Podcast Darlings. It's a closed group and you just ask to join. It's super easy to get in. And then all, you know, there's listeners who are interacting with each other. It's fantastic. Um, Kathleen, did you have anything else before we just throw it over to the episode?
2: Oh just yeah. jump on in. this was so yeah. fun to record uh, just another thank you so much Larry. Um, it was great and yes please check out his Pinterest page. it is a treasure trove it's a resource uh, for anyone involved with costuming and movies and just it's and it's it's all free for you just to look yeah. at like it's yeah living the dream Larry thank you yes.
1: <laughs> Yep. Um, and as always Thanks for listening to OHR Bye Hello. Welcome back, everybody.
2: Welcome back. This
1: is Old Hollywood Realness. This is the podcast where we celebrate all the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era. Yes. Um, I'm Philip Estrada.
2: I'm Kathleen Nall.
1: And uh, we are actually last day here in Los Angeles in Hollywood on our um, annual field trip that we do. And um, it's very exciting because we have a special guest with us today. Um, Mr. Larry McQueen. (laughs) Um, And you are a costume uh, collector,
0: dealer, and restorer. Am I right? Uh, More collector now not a dealer so much anymore i got out of that a while ago okay
1: um i would love to hear basically um anything you're willing to share as far as your history like when did you get started what was what's your what is your trajectory to where you are now as far as costume goes
0: gosh that's a long story but it um (laughs) we've got all the time (laughs) (laughs) well it's like i moved to los angeles uh in the late 70s uh and I had an advanced theater degree, and I came to Hollywood to work in the industry, you know, as most people do, and tried to and did to a certain extent, but certainly not enough to pay the bills. And mm-hmm. so uh, it was during that time that uh, I met this kid, um, well, I was a kid too, so it wasn't, he wasn't that much of a kid, more of a kid than I was, but he was involved with uh, the Robin Hoods which were uh, a group of people that were working with Debbie Reynolds as far as trying to go around to the studios oh. and oh, yeah. acquire yeah. costumes. And Kent Warner uh, was the oh, head of that group. Did you, you ever meet Kent Warner? No, I never oh. did. It was, it was strange because uh, my, my business partner was, uh, a, a, the, was a kid called uh, Bill Thomas, not, not the costume designer, but... Uh, and he was like a junior member of the group. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would tell me these stories about them doing this or doing that. And every once in a while, he'd say, oh, you want to see this piece? And he'd pull out something, and it was incredible. And I I was very excited, and I wanted to be involved in it. And he said, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't want to be involved at all. And uh, because what was happening was um, the group was starting to turn on one another. Mm. Uh, They were starting to... uh, sort of steal from each other they were starting to take from debbie and you know oh, they were starting yeah. it was it was just starting to get to be a very negative environment and he said no you you mm-hmm. you, you don't want to get involved in this and it got so bad that in uh, 1984 he he sold what he had his and his collection at sotheby's in new york mm-hmm. oh, and it was the first time that they had actually had an auction of just movie memorabilia and uh so he sold everything and he was going to get out of it and he distanced himself from them Um, but he was still around he still liked this stuff and he started working as with some of these uh wardrobe distribution places in town where Mm -hmm. they they give the studios will give the production wardrobe to them and they'll sell them as clothes Mm -hmm. Uh. and so he started to work with those companies and uh and then they started to pull out some of the stuff that was principal worn, and they would sell it as memorabilia. And I was working at a law firm at the time, and I I knew how to type, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a computer, and uh, and uh, so I started to work with them, and we started to do that, uh, not with the intent to actually collect, uh, but I kept. We would get things, and i go, well, I want to have this, or I want to, I'm going to buy this. And he was like, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> uh, but eventually, uh, it, eventually, we did. And it, it was a, it was a great time, because it was a time when the auction companies were starting to recognize that there's money in mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And so they started to have auctions, and they needed somebody to come in and research it. They needed somebody to come in and set up the exhibitions, mm-hmm. and we were there. So, you know, you do that enough and all of a sudden you sort of become the experts. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were at the right place at the right time. And, uh, but we weren't collecting until uh, probably the mid 80s. Uh, a gown came up, which was Greta Garbo from Queen Christina. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. And uh, I wanted it. I mean, I wanted that <laughs> dress. And he wanted that dress, but it was more than either one of us could afford. So, uh we decided, well, if we buy it together, then that kind of means we're starting a collection. And do we want to do that? Mm-hmm. And if we start a collection, what's going to be the ground rules for this collection? Right. Oh. And one of the things I always kind of worried about was, you know, they would, people would have these things under their bed. And, and it was like, but don't tell anybody because, you know, it's stolen or it's hot or, you know, they'll oh, come and get it. And I yeah. kept going, well, why have it? If you can never show it, right? Exactly. Like stolen Art, like when it's, people, when yes. like people well,
1: steal, like mayonnaise or Mona, like that. When someone stole the Scream um, out of that museum, yeah. I was like, "What do you do? How? What? Yeah. Where, how? What?" Yeah. what good does it do? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know it, but nobody yeah. else knows it and
0: yeah. or sees it. And so, we decided that if we were going to do it, we were going to try to be as upfront, squeaky clean as possible. Because up until that time, collectors were not looked upon favorably. They were Mm -hmm. looked upon as, you know, you're you're those people that are going around and stealing and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And we decided that if we were going to do it, we wanted to try to turn around where he had come from and make it as hopefully respectable as possible. Mm -hmm. And it took a long time for that to happen, but it finally did happen. But... Uh, so we, we bought the uh, the Garbo, and uh, f- from then, the collection was started. And then we just went from there. Wow, wow that's yeah. amazing. So
1: that was the very first piece that, that was, you collected. That was the
0: first piece. And what was it
1: about that piece that drew you to it?
0: Well, it's a, it's a huge sort of ball gown that is sort of, it weighs 60 pounds. Um, it's huge. It has tons and tons and tons of beadwork on it it's ridiculous it's when we first pulled it out of the box uh, you know my first comment was like this is egyptian slave labor i mean (laughs) it was like you look you look at this trim and you realize that somebody sewed each one of those beads Mm -hmm. on one at a time and and it goes on for yards and yards and yards and yards and yards and it was just incredible it needed some restoration and stuff Um, but it was just uh, I, I was blown away by it. And then then we just started collecting. And uh, we collected for uh, probably five or six years. And uh, our style of why we did what we did and the way we tried to do what we were doing basically came from where Bill had come from. I mean, I saw, he once told me that his greed for these things was destroying his love for these things. Oh, yes. that's and, a good point. And, and I saw it happening to him. Mm-hmm. And and it was like then why do it? You know, if if you're not going to do it where you can be at least semi proud of it or be respected for it, then why do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not enough just to possess these things. I mean, when we never did it to just have it. We did it for the eventual goal to eventually show it and do yes. exhibitions. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I loved I love doing shows and this way I have a, a cast of characters that doesn't talk back. And oh. <laughs> and, and I and, and but it's it's still showbiz, I'm still doing showbiz, yeah. but it's 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 in it's a different medium. And it's a medium that I never in my wildest imagination thought I would end up in. Yeah. It was it just happened and it just it's turned out okay. That's, That's wonderful. <laughs> is the
1: Queen Christina is that an Adrian design that piece? That was an Adrian, yeah, nineteen thirty
0: four. So it was and it's absol- absolutely incredible. That's and then uh, later on, pieces would come up that you know that were that were stretches. Uh, we also were called into. Uh, Uh, auction companies, you know, we were very lucky because a lot of the big auctions started to happen. Right, Paramount sold uh, their star collection. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was Christie's called us in uh, to inventory it, photograph it, write it up. God, that sounds like my,
1: I just got tingled. It was, it was, I have to tell you, we
0: walked, we walked into this warehouse. I think it was in New Jersey or somewhere. And there were hundreds of boxes. Oh, wow. And and our job was to open those boxes up and write them up. Oh, wow. What, and was, you that? Would, what was that like? It, you would open these boxes and you would just go, I know this piece. Oh, I know this oh piece. Oh, my gosh. You know, and some of the pieces you had to research and some of them you didn't just because they were so famous. Wow. But um, it was... It was incredible, so we got to do that exhibition when uh, Western Costume sold, had three auctions selling off their star collection, we got to go in and do that. When Edith Head sold her collection, well, it was Edith Head Estate sold it, we got to uh, go in and do that. and uh, Paramount sold their, you know, Star Trek collection. We got to go in and inventory that. So we, we saw a lot of pieces and a lot of pieces go through your hands. Mm-hmm. And after a while, you start to recognize kind of what's real. You start to recognize what mm-hmm. studio, what kind of, you know, what studio did what kind of work. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, and it was it was great. And in, meanwhile, we were collecting, and uh, it was lucky because we, we would do the exhibitions and we would know what was coming up. Yeah, it's kind of in So then we'd go, thing. okay, well, then we have to save our money on this yes. one. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you would get it and sometimes you wouldn't. Yeah. But um, you're like a real estate broker that's yeah. shopping for an apartment.
1: You're yeah. like, okay. <laughs> okay, take advantage of it when you can. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: it it's it's been a wonderful, wonderful you know journey. I mean now, it it's the collecting part of it is getting less and less. So mm-hmm. uh, I collect. I mean it used to be you know you would bring in fifty pieces a year or something like that. Now uh, if I bring in one or two, it's it's good. Oh. Now those one or two are usually bigger pieces that cost yeah. me a whole lot more money yeah. but then it, it, it did in the old days I mean especially the prices now are absolutely ridiculous yeah mm-hmm. I mean it's it's nuts and no. because a lot of it is investment companies are buying these things now as commodities know, I've
1: noticed that actually like I've, I was talking to Kathleen before mm-hmm. that um, I would because first I've just been following uh, auctions more so recently and just seeing stuff like from like the Debbie Reynolds auctions Mm -hmm. that went up like the three or three or four Mm -hmm. that she had. There's stuff that from that, that's not even that long ago already back on the auction block. And you're like, well, what, what? Like it doesn't make It's like
2: memorabilia flipping. Yeah. Yeah,
0: It's like real (laughs) estate flipping. You know, there's different reasons people collect. They collect because they, they think they can buy and sell and flip and Mm -hmm. make money. That's that group of people. Then you have the sort of, I call them this, uh, the, the, Ick factor ones. What you buy them because you know somebody sweat in it, and they kind yeah. of covet this thing, and, and because of that, they feel like they have some sort of connection to that person. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a little strange. Um, and then a different kind of <laughs> <laughs> a Different kind of collection. And 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 uh, we chose to do one that was sort of looking at it a little bit more objectively, and it was more about the fashion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yes, it's important who wore it because if if it's not somebody knows. People don't want to show it, mm-hmm. right, you know, yeah. and so and that's the problem I'm having now in, in in the, the this next phase, which I'm dealing with exhibitions now, mm-hmm. is um, convincing people to tell a story using certain pieces. They want the same old brain dead ones that have been in every right. exhibition right. that's yeah. been up. Yes, and it's mm-hmm. like how many times can you see that piece? Just tell a different story, you know, and or and a lot of it also is because with the aging kids don't know who Lana Turner is anymore. No. No.
3: No. No.
1: It's such a bummer. Like, it's that these some of these pieces, I mean, well... F- and if I, they
2: know Marilyn, they know her from Happy but, Birthday, Mr. President yeah, or something. Or Seven Year Rich or something, yeah. Two, or things, or something. yeah. yeah. So yeah.
1: it's hard to, like, really make, make these people care about stuff that's right. so, like, getting more and more obscure as more and more movies are made and mm-hmm. more and more people are born and, you know, and that sort of thing. And
0: called. it's convincing them to tell... Trying to convince them to tell a different story Mm -hmm. uh and one that is based more on the fashion or the designers and yes Mm -hmm. the film the stars too but i mean i I sort of think you know part of it is yes exhibitions are meant to entertain but they're also meant to educate so exactly so if you go through something i want to be entertained but i also want to learn something right and uh costumes and costumes are a difficult thing to sell in exhibitions now it, oh it's it's goodness. hard well first of all it's expensive mm-hmm. right because yeah. you have to do mannequins and you have to do all of that and they're fragile and mm-hmm. you you know and you, they have to have mm-hmm. limited time that they can be up um but uh when i've noticed in exhibitions that people respond to costumes far better than say scripts or even artwork mm-hmm. because it's, mm-hmm. that is as close as you're going to get to that either actor or character that you're possibly going to mm-hmm. be and sure. that look has so much to do with that image of that mm-hmm. person that you saw on film yeah. and uh, so people respond to it and but it's difficult to get people to show it mm-hmm. it's you know yeah
2: no. it's a shame too because I, I back to like, like Vegas like I feel like there's that they have a wealth of these amazing costumes from old Vegas days yes. but but um, like the host hotels are like no we're, we're done like we don't even want to display mm-hmm. our own Tropicana costumes in the Tropicana yeah. which to me is silly because I'd love to be like walking through there and just have yeah. this random like display of showgirl costumes and, and,
0: and it puts <laughs> you it, it puts you in put
2: you there yeah
0: <laughs> You, it puts you in that time and place and you right sort back, of feel, yeah. it, you, you know, and whether or not you're interested in and in stuff like that, it's like it, it still can't help but transport you back to a different time. Right. Sure, And uh. that, is a, that is a fun journey to go on. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you may not notice the, the construction or the whatever, but it, you do feel like, wow. I'm stepping back here.
2: What right. Or it could be a gateway. Like maybe you're like, I never watched old movies. I never did anything. What is this? And yeah. then it kind of it can yeah. snowball into I mean, we even have people who will write us and they're like, Yeah, I'm like I'm like very young people who are like, I'm the only one, like I love old movies and I'm the only one. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, we, you know, yeah. and it's you're We've in the minority. Meeting, but I've yeah,
1: actually <laughs> been um, through the podcast was contacted by a lot of a lot of young people, which I'm actually yep. genuinely not I'm shocked by, it, but I'm just like this is wonderfully surprised. I'm like yes. this is wonderful to see that young people do care. It's just they're not, they're all, not, you know, there's just they're kind of spread across the country, yeah. so yeah, it's or yeah. around the world even sometimes. Yeah. And it's really great that there are people that care, and they're now finding their people through through yeah. the internet and stuff. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, just it's this is I, I don't know, this is such an honor. And by the way, yes. we have to talk about the fact that you are hosting us in your in your <laughs> workspace, which is. I mean it's it's like I am having I'm literally having a stroke because this is there's so much amazing stuff in here and I mean right behind us there's a beautiful Travis Banton gown that was worn by Marlene Dietrich and I would love to hear this. I mean, there's and then next to that is a, a Carmen Miranda gown, and and of course behind Kathleen, there's the the finale, the finale swimsuit that Esther Williams wore and in, um, in Bathing Beauty, which we just podcasted literally <laughs> yesterday morning. Yes. So it's like this is so amazing. And amazing. We, I'd love to hear the stories of these these costumes, like how what how did they come to you, and what okay. what all of that. No. Yeah.
0: Well, the the Dietrich. Uh, as I, and I, I try not to have favorites, uh, because but, but you know you can't help to. But I have I have favorites for different reasons. Uh, yeah. And 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 uh, the Garbo is one of my favorites because it was the first one that yeah. started. Do it you all. still own that one? Oh yeah. Oh wow. It's in a huge, huge crate back there. <laughs> and uh, the Dietrich was part of the uh, the Paramount auction. Oh. Wow. And and. Uh, I had seen photographs of that piece Deanna Vreeland did an exhibition in yes. New York many many 70s, 70s. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and and oh she had that in, in the auction and it was dressed sort of strangely uh, because the dress had the this the history behind this dress is is, is Pretty much, it's amazing. It was, it and was, it was Travis Banton's well, last design. for every all of well, yes. it. us no word out. Yes. Okay, <laughs> then you're gonna hear it. <laughs> then, so this was like uh, Travis Banton's sort of final creation for uh, Marlena Dietrich. Her, her con- this was her last film at Paramount, and so he d- he he did this dress and. And I don't remember, I think it was, it was cost listed at something like eight or $9,000 in 1936 which would be about $100,000. So it was an expensive dress. Oh, wow. And it was worn in this opera sequence, getting ready for the opera and then showing up at the opera. And uh, probably about six, seven minutes at the most oh, it, that it had gosh. screen time worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, worth every penny. And, uh, and, and I mean, because it's a, it's a two-piece long skirted gown with, with a train and, and a short cropped jacket and then uh, a stole that's uh, also beaded and then trimmed to a sable. And so it was I mean, ridiculous. Just, wow. so you know, just something I kn- easy. You know, something yeah. easy. This whole thing. <laughs> and, and so what had happened was it's it sort of like as collectors, everybody was always going, well, where are the tricks? There aren't that many Dietrichs. Wow. Where are the Dietrichs? Oh, wow. And it turned out after she died that she had them all. Oh. I mean, and she she either had the connections to get them or she just stole them. <laughs> and, and and we had we were in we went and saw an exhibition in Frankfurt once, and they uh, before they built the Marlena Dietrich Museum in mm-hmm. Berlin, and uh, the curator was saying that her daughter. Her daughter had said that her mom was always in fear that the studios were going to come and pull, take all this stuff back. Right. Uh, so she kept it really well hidden. But in that exhibition, all the big Dietrich gowns from all her films were there. God. And it was absolutely amazing. But she wanted this dress, supposedly, and the studio wouldn't give it to her because it was so expensive. Mm. And supposedly, she walked off the set and everything like that. Whether that's true or not, that's a good story. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But, um, uh, so... Then they put it to use, and it, they were, it was reworn in about seven different films. Oh, wow. And they would alter it. I mean, sometimes they would cut off the sleeves, and there was one, oh, uh, a new kind of love, that it was in a fashion sequence on a model, and they had taken the stole, cut it in half, and wrapped it around the lady's head as a oh, turban. Oh, God. So and, and so and all through these, it went through various different restorations. Mm-hmm. Some of them were better than others. So, uh, I think the final film that I know it was worn in was My Wicked, Wicked Ways. And uh, and Barbara Hershey wore it, uh, arriving at some premiere at the Chinese Theater or something like that, and. To, to do a lot of the restoration sometimes they would just put large gold payettes over the damaged areas because right. I mean yes. th- I love beaded gowns because it's they, it's ridiculous that they survive. They take yeah. a sheer sheer sheer, sheer f- chiffon and then put the heaviest materials which mm. are beads and stones on it and then you walk around on it. What, after a period of years that chiffon is going to start to go and that's what was right. happening yeah. with this. So sometimes they would take glue, and then they oh, would just sort of put yeah. the beads back together, mm-hmm. and 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 let it harden. So when we bought the gown in, I think this was ninety, uh, and we got it back, uh, we consulted a lot of people of what should be done to it, and a lot of people said no, don't do anything to it, leave it as it is. It's historically what it is. But my concept was well, but it's then it's a bag of unusable, unshowable beads. Yeah. Right so decided to embark on having it redone which was a ridiculously difficult project <laughs> because you would have to go you know four inches at a time and correct it reback it to a new backing mm-hmm. uh go back in and change the you know correct the pattern take out the damaged patterns and they worked on it for five years and they just said uh i we can't keep anybody working on it they just think it's absolutely ridiculous project to do so i don't know i must not had a i must have had a lot of time on my hands but i said you know if i come in will you teach me how to do it because i've always been kind of good at little fussy hand jobs i like mm-hmm. i like that kind of stuff and so I went in f- and worked with her for, an- and the lady that had done it worked at the company who had originally made the gown. Oh. So luckily wow. they had the beads. Yeah. Oh, oh my wow! Oh, oh, and that is the har- that <laughs> yeah. is the hardest part.
1: That's I, like, magic. What, the how? How? Like that's oh, that's the. That, you know what, Kathleen? Magic is real. That's yeah, like you that's, always say, magic is real. Like that's. And it was,
0: and it was, and and so I worked with her for a month. And finally, she said, "You know, you don't need to come in every day if you don't want to. I mean, you're you're, you're doing it better than the, the people who were doing it. were doing it. So I worked on that thing probably religiously, over six to eight hours a day. I mean, it was wow. I it was wow. I was obsessed with this thing, and finally got it done. And then it was relined, and 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 and, and the fur was put back on using existing fur because I don't like to." You know, right. stick new per yeah, just because yeah. it's politically incorrect. Mm. But uh, and uh, then it had a mannequin made for it. And uh, then nobody wanted to show it. Huh. <laughs> you know, it was like, what? It was finally shown. The v did an exhibition several years ago in Hollywood costumes. Yeah. And it was finally shown in that. Oh, that's great. But wow. I it's it's one of my favorite pieces and I a lot of it is just because of the journey. Yeah, yeah of course. I, imagine.
1: I mean that that alone is the story of that is that's amazing. Just the fact that you even got in there with your hands and yeah. just did it, you know. Yeah. It's like that's 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 fantastic.
0: Part of what I enjoy so much about collecting, I mean um yeah, I, I like the search. I like the the search for identifying and I, I love researching things and finding out what they are and 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 i used to do that kind of work for people and used to do it for the studios uh, I, I used to do it for like mgm and oh. mgm ua decided they wanted to start it, uh, a museum or they wanted to start an archives mm-hmm. because they were systematically dumping pallets of stuff that had been in the warehouse for so many years and they would just take them and dump them and somebody came up with the idea that maybe we should look through this stuff before we dump it <laughs> because there might be something important in there. Yeah. And so we were hired to do that. And then um, and we found incredible things like, like what kind of stuff did you find? We found it was like we found two of the original artworks for the background of the MGM logo with the circle in the center that they superimposed oh the lion. I mean, I, I don't remember what oh, years they were uh... for, but and they were. They were headed toward the tr- to the trash can. I mean, uh, so we did. We worked with them for like thirteen years, and, and uh, um, it was it was great because I mean we would also the the contemporary films that they were making at the time would come to us first. We would mm-hmm. go in, we would watch the film, we would pick out what we thought historically was important on that film, mm-hmm. right. and then and then the other stuff went, either went to auctions or it was sold as clothes, clothes. And everything was boxed uh, in lay- between layers of muslin. Everything was numbered. Every sock was numbered, and everything was numbered, written up in the computer, uh, and everything was photographed. And uh, finally, about after 13 years, somebody else bought into MGM and walked through the archives and said, we don't care about this stuff. We have a friend that has an Internet auction company. We'll sell it. And they did. And uh, <laughs> it was I, that was what stopped me from working with the industry because it was like you. you're only as strong as the boss above you, sure. right? And they switched, and when that yeah. boss changes, you yeah. could, you lose everything. And I know it, was, it wasn't my collection, but you get proprietary when you put something together. And I was of very course. proud of the collection, yeah. and I was proud of the way we had done it. And 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 it was just it just went, and um, I I decided then that I I. I won't work for the industry anymore because mm-hmm. I don't think the industry does really care. I mean, they might care if they think it's worth money, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but do they care about the historical part? Right. And the business, you know, the movie business is a business of, you know, what's my next job? Where right. can I make my next mark? Where can I, you know, I, you, right. you're you're working on your own career and you have to mm-hmm. keep producing something. Right. And it has very little to do with sort of celebrating you know the backs of the people that you sort of crawl, climbed up to get there. Yeah, mm. <laughs> exactly. and I think that's I think that's really sad. So that's when I decided, okay, I'll spend the time on my own collection and uh, work on it and and get it photographed, which I did. And um, and it's much more enjoyable because I'm in control of it. Yeah, it's sure. when you call the shots. It's yeah, all, it's all a little bit nicer. Yeah, yeah. oh, jeez.
1: I mean, uh, that's, that's such a fantastic story. Just the whole, the whole impetus of it and like where you come from and all of that. And have you been doing this? Is this like your full-time gig? Is this what you, no,
0: no, it pretty much is. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I've always had, I've always had two jobs. I've always had, you know, the job that brings in the money and then I've always had my passion jobs
3: mm-hmm.
0: and, and for a long time, this was my, you know, my passion job, uh, and, uh, and uh, luckily, you know, because I worked in a law firm, so it was like I had the funds back in the time when we were pull pulling these things together mm-hmm. to, to, to do this. Uh, and it was at a time when you could get them. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, like I said, now to get a piece, to get a good piece in auction is, yeah. is, is almost impossible. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while you sort of luck out Um and oh either that or you know if you get a private buyer that wants to sell something but most everything's going through auction now right yeah and the studios even there i mean they're selling things now too some of them are
3: right
0: uh but there, you know, the contemporary stuff is going for good money too, right? I know. I'm yeah. kind of surprised by that, I am too.
1: Um, especially when it's stuff that you'll see it up for auction on movies that are still in the theaters, and you're like, that's, I'm not sure if we're not even sure if that's a good movie yet. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like you're buying. You're you're just buying a kind of sight unseen on the concept that it will right. in, increase in value.
0: And the, the majority of my things are pretty much. Vintage, mm-hmm. but along the way, uh, you know, it was like I decided that I needed to also sort of buy contemporary too because today's contemporary might be, you know, right. a, a, a classic in the future. So, mm-hmm. so I did try to continue to buy contemporary pieces as they would come up and they sort of interested me. Um, so I do sort of span the years up to contemporary pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, you never really know. I mean, you never really know, especially when you, when the wardrobe comes available. Sometimes, it, sometimes it's after the film's release. Sometimes it's before the film's release. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember, there was this dress, um, or there was this film that was coming through, and uh, and I, 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 my partner's far more. Film knowledgeable than I am, uh, but I, uh, but um, I said, well, there's this 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 movie that's come through, and it's Sharon Stone, and it's called Basic Instinct, and I said, you know, there's not very much stuff of hers because, you know. But there, And he said, well, I don't know. I've sort of seen some write-ups on it and stuff like that. If you see anything and it's white, get it. Oh, my god! Well, there was only one piece that <laughs> she didn't pull back, and it was part, part, partially because it had gone through rain and it had been wrapped up in a plastic box and was mildewed and covered oh, with no. mildew. But anyway, we we got that dress, and it ended up being the, the, the cross-your-legs dress. Mm-hmm. Oh, my god! And so <laughs> you never really know. I mean, and so now that's sort of an iconic piece. <laughs> yes. But, well, but, and the
2: whole wardrobe from that. I mean it's kind it of it's wonderful. become iconic just as yeah. far That's as funny. like storytelling through costuming and stuff yes. like that. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> so you never
0: really know on the contemporary ones and you think no. you're kind of, you know and at a lot of times I'll 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 uh, buy them um because I would like to represent as many costume designers as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh so there's certain designers that if they come through and it's actually gotten kind of nice because now some designers are getting to know, some of them are getting to know me and will call and say, oh, they're selling these out to the oh, back great. door. Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah. you should contact them <laughs> because great. they kind of like it also. Because sure. Well, they yeah. don't usually get, I mean, up until recently, I mean, the costume designer didn't get their own pieces Mm -hmm. you know i mean they belong to the studio and so once the job was over it was sort of like and it wasn't until later when they started to go it'd be nice to do a retrospective of my own work yeah Mm -hmm. but where are there all these pieces right you know because they didn't really know what happened and they thought the studio was keeping them and Mm -hmm. taking care of them which was not always the case so a lot of designers now are grateful that uh that you've saved their things that's we wonderful. Just, I had it was. I was very excited. It was. We had we had a dinner here once about two or three months ago, and it was five designers from the Costume Designers Guild, and they they had wanted to meet me, and so I said, "Well, I'll host a dinner," and I set up. I happened to have both. I think four of the five designers I had costumes that they had designed. Oh, that's a- so. So when they walked in, they saw these costumes that they had designed 20 years ago, and they were like, "Oh, oh that's that must an have old been so bird. touching." So, it? <laughs> so they are grateful for it, yeah. and, and they are that somebody has saved it and 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 is keeping it. Do you mind divulging who was at this party, <laughs> <I don't laughs> or are we gonna keep that out there? I okay, should. that's fine. No pressure. <laughs> but it is. But for me, it's it's exciting because it's like. The designers are kind of my my stars.
3: Sh- oh, yeah. There are
2: stars. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like I uh, and 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 when you and the the fabulous thing about this dinner party was, I mean, there were five designers sitting there talking shop. Oh, now, so for nice. someone who I mean, what I do, you know, I go around picking up their scraps <laughs> after they're done with it. Yeah, you know, and 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 try to make it into something really wonderful. Yeah. But to hear them sit there and talk about oh the politics and the this uh, and the budgets and this it was so exciting like just a to just fly on the wall. To, and <laughs> to see them like be real people. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh, how cool. It's like how the sausage so is made and yeah. it. like yeah. never even. Know and they how. were down to earth people i was i was i was thrilled I, I mean i was thrilled and it was it was it was a lot of fun and and uh, they want to do more of them so it was like okay
1: we'll do oh, it oh
0: that's, that's great that's fantastic yeah like a you know like a costume salon
1: that's amazing do you um do you do anything with your collection as far as like research for for designers or for costumers or anything not so
0: much it's it sort of um it, um there was one time, and, and this sort of shows my ignorance, but, um, 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 well, I kind not remember the designer's name. Well, anyway, there was a designer that called uh, at, hmm, I can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> shows you how much I am to. It. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll cut that. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, the designer called and said that he's doing research um, and uh, he would like to come over and see some costumes. And I said, okay, fine. And uh, he did. And it, oh, it's Galliano? Yeah. So, I, anyway. I, I, so. I- so they Galliano. He, yeah. And, <laughs> oh. so, and so my partner comes home and, and, and we're sitting there and there's a host of people sitting around the table and there's some clothes spread out on the table. And, and Galliano is sitting there, you know, looking at the insides and looking at construction and all oh, of this wow. stuff. And I mean, I kn- I kind of knew the name, but I didn't know who he was. And it was like, do you realize who's actually sitting here? I like, was it, it when he was at Dior? Was it, it was it might have been just before oh, it might have okay. been before I don't know but it was It it's so that people have used it as 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 research I mean you know and, and I'll, I'll show people things mm-hmm. if they want to come and do research and yeah. stuff like that but um, it's exciting I it, it, it's taken on a world of its own and, and like I said it's, it's taken on a world that I never ever ever thought I would be doing yeah. it just has sort of organically happened and and I love it, and it gives me something to do, and and, and I'm getting into doing things now, getting things ready for pieces for exhibition and stuff. I'm getting into these projects. Like, I went into this new venture, venture several years ago as far as, you know, if there was a piece of jewelry or something that was worn with a piece and it, and it was important enough mm-hmm. uh, that I tried to... Uh, have it recreated. And uh, so I found this woman, Kathleen Lanai, and she's like a costume, or she's a jewelry historian and she's also a jewelry maker. And the first project we did was Ingrid Bergman from Gaslight. And she wears this little Victorian brooch. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's like, you, you watch the film, you take screen grabs, you look at photos, you blow them up and try to see as much detail as possible. Right. But you see squiggles and you see reflections yeah. and you can't really tell yeah. what it was. So she would say, okay, you draw what you see. I'll draw what I see. So I would draw, she would draw. And then she would do research and she would pull up photos of actual Victorian things, mm-hmm. somewhat the same. Uh, and, yeah. and they would say, well, this little squiggle here, I think that's this twisted wire here. And so we would design it then she would sculpt it in wax and then and then it would be you know cast in metal and then it was plated and you know ridiculous amount of work and it's like i'm not saying that those are the actual pieces no but, but when you show it it there's this sort of vibration that happens that this is right yes this looks right exactly this looks right and 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 is it necessary no it's not Mm -hmm. but it does help though it
1: really does it helps and
0: it's so much fun yeah Yeah. i bet (laughs) i love working uh, you know i'm i'm working with there's there's some problems on on the sleeve of the the uh the in Hilda Dolly, and and, and, oh, it, and, and is it is the
1: one, this is the one from when she sings this um, is as a, the parade passes by, n- right? Or no, oh, is, that's the purple one. I
0: this is, yeah, and this is the one she wears all at the beginning of oh, the film right, when she's when, in Yonkers and yes, gets on this sh- yes, until right. she gets to New York. So she wears it for a long time and mm-hmm. sings this a lot. Is the Sunday it. clothes one right? Yes, and <laughs> there's a, a lace pattern and and it probably happened when it was hanging in the studios because the the proper left sleeve is is what is usually hanging out in the racks. Oh, yeah, oh, shoulder yeah. burn, people, so right? yeah, 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 shoulder burn, yeah. We, um, we they,
1: interviewed one of the archivists from uh, Western Costume last year, and uh, she yeah. had told us about that and it, how it's called. She, they refer to it as shoulder burn, yeah, which yeah. I was like, fascinating.
0: <laughs> and then
2: they'll see it sometimes on camera, and they can't unsee because <laughs> yeah. they know it. You
0: know? Yeah. And so on this one, it, it has a lace pattern. And, oh. and I was like, oh, I'll, have, I'll find somebody to do lace patterning and stuff. And it turns out that it's bobbin lace, mm-hmm. right and yeah. it's sort of like, and I thought, well, I wonder if I could learn how to do that. And <laughs> I watched a couple of videos and went, "No, no, no no, yeah. no, no, is that the one take, where they're like throwing the bobbin yeah, back and and bobbins yeah the little bobbins back and forth. And, like, yeah. like, and so, so I found this cr- crochet society that they're they're trying to find somebody who will do it and and it's it's only in a few spots, but and and would you have to do it? No, but um I like doing it, and I love working mm. with these people, like the the jewelry woman, and and all these people that have all these different things that I know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then but I learn. Yeah, I mean yeah. I never knew there was bobbin lace. I didn't know what bobbin <laughs> oh, lace yeah. was, and and I certainly didn't know about jewelry and 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 all of that sort of stuff. And, and we're doing we're doing the the brooch on the strice uh, The the brooch at the top is oh, th- yeah. uh, on her now. It's not the one that sh- uh, she wore, but we're oh, recreating right, that. Yeah. And it and it and it was it was it's a brooch called a morning brooch. Well, mm. I never knew what a morning brooch was. <laughs> you know, where they would take the hair of and make yeah. a pattern in it. Oh, and wow. so yeah. we're redoing that and I'm I'm working on the pattern for the hair and she's she's casting the framework and stuff oh, for that's the brooch. Amazing. It's I love I love I love these projects of getting these and even when it comes to restoring or conservation mm. I love I love watching these people do what they do and learn what they do I like collaborations Yeah I mean yeah it's, I, it's I think so it's, funny it's,
1: it's so funny to think that in order to bring these costumes to life originally they collaborate There was like uh, so sure. many people working okay. on it and now to give them a second life you need a whole another yeah. team to do that again and. It's, it's like it's like, and a, it's a
2: dying art to be able mm-hmm. to find people who can who do, do, do bobbin lace or yeah. who can do yeah. a lot of that. Even just skilled pattern makers mm-hmm. are hard to find.
0: And and the style, as far as the way they made these things, I mean, the, especially on the vintage stuff in the '30s and '40s. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was almost as, cl- that was pretty close to couture. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, for close. sure. Nearly, yes. yeah, nearly. so. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. they had the best. Because mm-hmm. I mean, they had the. B- finest fabrics and i mean they would put these stars in in silk petticoats not that anybody ever saw them but the star knew it mm. yeah the luxury you know, level. now they don't do yeah. that you know if you saw gold bullion embroidery in in, in the old days it was gold bullion mm-hmm. now it could be puff paint yeah you know and and there's an, you know it's there's this whole thing of does it show can you tell the difference you know mm, yeah. sometimes you can you know but yeah. But they don't, you know, the new things, as wonderful as new things are, mm-hmm. and I certainly respect the new designers, they don't have the budgets or, you know, the materials or the manpower to do what they did in the sure. old days when the yeah. studios did everything. I mean, yeah. they had their own shoe department, their own hat department. Mm-hmm. They, they did everything. Yeah, And
1: that's what I think um, whenever I talk to people about old Hollywood and stuff, that people... Kind of take for granted. They're like, I don't like black and white movies. I'm like, you don't understand. Everything for this movie was made, made. for this movie. Mm-hmm. Like one, there was a team of people who just made everything. There was not like they didn't just go out and just shop stuff. No, nope. yeah. you know, it's like they might have pulled stuff for from wardrobe to, from wardrobe buildings. But again, that was made originally for that. Mm-hmm. They weren't just like going down to Bullocks and just being like go get that. Like it just at that it boggles my mind to think about that. And it's just that mm-hmm. the workmanship's in all the rooms and everyone's sewing and beating and just yes. the constant hum of the action. That's yeah. like it must've been,
0: I mean, it was probably grueling and it was probably, you know, they probably used and abused these yes. people to death, but mm-hmm. it would probably, it would have been an exciting environment to have mm-hmm. been in, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but, um, and, and the amount of things that were made. I mean, what, what really surprises me a lot is the, the amount of things that ha- uh, have survived. Because I, I, I would think the majority of the things didn't survive. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. when the studios started to dump this stuff off, uh, when, well, the first one was 1970 when MGM mm-hmm. sold everything. I mean, mm-hmm. they sold everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Weren't um, they selling things by the pound? Like they're, Yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. Just. And they were uh, they were selling things, you know, so much for a rack. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, until so like customer houses were <laughs> buying them but then other studios that when you know uh, when Desi Lu bought the old Gower studios I think that was where they went into they had a costume department and, and they dumped a lot of that into landfill i yeah. mean
2: well like RKO was literally setting things on fire in barrels yeah. we'd read about that like in yeah. yeah. that uh, documentary the slippers mm-hmm. about yeah. um, we we watched this documentary somebody made about the the ruby slippers and oh. how that and yeah. just that whole odyssey and and, and they, again Kent Warner and that's so what we found what you were speaking about earlier about sort of the how the, like what started off as Robin Hooding really turned into like you know competitive hoarding yeah and um and yeah. that was that was really highlighted a lot in that um and that was in that documentary. Really fascinating, I don't know fascinating. Yeah, the and documentary, they had footage from the MGM auction and yeah, Debbie Reynolds yeah. there is like sitting next to Ann Miller and they're like <laughs> looking at the I mean yeah
1: you you didn't that was it before There's, you? Oh, that was involved, longer right? for okay. me. I was, yeah. I was still in school. Thank you very much. <laughs> 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 but but uh, it was uh, uh,
0: I. It would have been I don't know. It, that whole thing I I'm, I am very grateful things happened the way they were, w- the way they did happen, and that I was such a late entry into the market mm-hmm. because I wasn't part of that. Mm-hmm. It I knew have, these people. Yeah. Uh, I was warned against, you know, Bill, particularly, you know, would say, don't even talk to this person. This person is evil personified. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. You know, yeah, you know, it can happen. You know, it takes so, and it was yeah. sort of like, and so I was sort of out of it and I sort of came into this whole thing. Uh, this whole concept with a whole new sort of Pollyanna was, oh, let's put on a show and let's, right. let's, yeah. let's be respected it. for what we do yeah. and try to do it right mm-hmm. and, you know, and it was, just sort of Midwest sort of like, yeah, yeah me, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm glad that I did. Yeah. Um, I, d- I do not, I love working with what I do. I love getting to do what I've done with it. I like putting it back together taking care of it but i hate collecting right uh, and and probably large because it's gotten so hard to and there's a mm. lot more competition now but yeah. but uh i don't generally like collectors because you never really know and i don't really know that many collectors um because you never really know whether they're really happy for you, or right. they, or they just want to know what you have in your closet or right. whatever. Yeah.
1: It's all, it feels very like Gollum ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where it's like they get the they get yes. the ring and it just drives them insane. Or that's the, what that's this what what ruby slipper sounded
0: yeah, like. It was it was yeah. crazy. It, it's totally. Sort of like, I, I, and the ruby. So, I hate those stupid red shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. And I
2: felt we felt so bad for Debbie Reynolds during that. Like oh, she got done so dirty with that whole story with Yeah. Anyway. Uh-huh. Just, I know. I, I know the story. Because yeah. we we love her and honestly and she true. was such a pioneer um, in her trying to collect even before MGM. I yeah. mean it's like she saw the writing on the wall and yeah. really um, Really try. I, she tried so hard, and I know years and years ago when we we first met about 20 years ago, and I think that was still when they were trying to get the museum going yeah. in Vegas. And I was like, "Oh, this will be my career. I'll just work in this museum forever." Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and I that would she be just couldn't get yeah. Off the just gr- couldn't. I mean,
1: granted, she also had a lot going on with like some terrible business people around. Well, her that's the thing. Like well, that thing. That she was. Just I mean, un-
0: unfortunately, yeah. she pa- she picked. She picked bad people yeah. to work with. Uh, yeah, I think she probably just yeah. didn't And I mean know I think she showed like her heart it was in the mind. right place. Her heart was <laughs> in the right place and stuff like that, but I mean and, and she unfortunately um she, you know Debbie would buy these things and stuff like that, but Debbie never sat down and looked at the dress and watched a film and goes is this the same piece? Oh, oh man. So, yeah. So, you know, so really. a lot of stuff, you know, so a lot of the people that worked for her and stuff, you know, well so, okay so she has this black you know sequin gown beaded gown from bold and beautiful I'll go to a secondhand clothing store buy a black beaded gown put it in there she's not going to oh know no. the difference Heartbreaking. and and that kind of stuff happened and that was the stuff that was the aspect of collecting that i just mm. and 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 these people okay. and 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 it in and it, and, it and, and like i said with even with bill i saw it i mean and bill wasn't as bad because he did get out of it fairly soon mm-hmm. yeah. but but he was he was in there also and it was like and i saw it destroy him and i've seen it i've seen it destroy a bunch of the other people that worked in that yeah it was like you just come from that what happened to i don't doubt that they started off with good intentions For sure yeah it just morphed
1: it's like gold fever. It's like that gold, gold fever, where you yeah. just get yeah, that where you're just like, I gotta geez, have it. Yeah, go go one more, one more yeah. One more one, yeah. more, yeah, one more, one more, more. Yeah, it's like an addiction almost. It's that sort of like just one more hit, just, just yeah. one more gambling hit, addiction, you know, kind, kind of like, really, yeah. You know?
0: And so <laughs> I'm, I try to be very conscious <laughs> to keep it separate from mm-hmm. me. I mean, I recognize it for what it is, but it is. But it's 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 an objective thing. Yes, I like them. Yes, I work like working with them. Do I have to have everything in the world? Right. No, I don't. Hmm. It's like, and I I certainly don't feel that I get any power from possessing them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I have any power at all, it's going to be how I take care of them and how I promote them. Yeah. It. That's where the power is going to come from. Not. They're all dresses. Yeah. So right. they have no magical power other than the magical power of imagination when you see them that's right and so it's to place too much focus on what they are and i'm sure it's the same in any art form Mm -hmm. i'm sure every every art form especially when something starts to worth become worth money yeah it just it gets distorted
1: yeah yeah. And I don't, I,
0: I don't enjoy that part. So yeah. it's a oh good, healthy gosh. way to look yeah.
1: at the collecting and like being part of this environment. And I think that's side, it's almost like you have like the museum creator side versus yeah. the that sort of like yeah. owner, collector. Uh, I have, collector, it, I
0: I have more of a detached, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, they go through my hands and 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 I'm taking care of them for now and and what happens it, you know of course as i get older <laughs> it's another thing that i'm starting to think about is what was well, what, so what happens to this because i mean when you see a collection like debbie reynolds go down oh yeah uh it's just sort of like there aren't that many collections left mm-hmm. and but there's really no museums that no. are like
2: right they want to do this exclusively. Like, they want to yeah. do
0: this exclusively, or, you, or you're sure a lot of museums would take it and sell it to buy a painting or something. But, yeah. but and it, that's not what I I, I want it. I, I, I want it to sort of semi stay together as a collection. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's valuable about it. Is there it, it is a collection, and mm-hmm. there's, there it's not a huge collection. It's only about six hundred pieces, but still, it's six hundred fairly decent. Stories and yes. I think that they should stay together. So you know, you know, so th- it, that's an aspect of it that I you know t- starting to think about now is like, hmm, what's going to happen? Hmm, yeah. hmm. <laughs>
2: and it's interesting you bring up the whole like you know, uh, like. When you have something like this, the debate of like, do I restore it or do I leave it in its sort of arrested decay kind of Mm -hmm. state and like, will that affect the value? But then also it's that conversation of like, well, what is the intent of me owning this? Yeah. Do I want to have it sit in this acid free box and just continue to be that? Because if you, or do I want to display it and share it? And if I do, does that well yeah. restoration is part of the process yeah. and um and then it's, like how do we go about that you yeah. know if you're somebody who does stuff like that like how do you go about it in like this ethical way that you're yes. going to like that will make sense you know like you you know not gluing things like using <laughs> yeah. silk yeah. netting like how can you um or, or you know finding a person who can do that lace not just covering it with a patch of vintage lace like you know yeah. really really being thoughtful about your restoration yeah. process and to me i I don't know. I guess it's up for debate, but I think that can, can still continue the authenticity of it. Yes, yeah. what you're trying to do is preserve the authenticity, um, mm-hmm. not just patch it and slap it together. And you know. <laughs> and I find so. that part,
0: you know, now especially since the collecting mm-hmm. part is diminishing, some except for whenever I can. Uh, that's why I'm getting into these projects. And, yeah, and, and, I get. I would love that process. It's, it's that to be able to research this stuff out and and to see it happen or, or to mm-hmm. do some of it yourself. And if you. If I'm qualified to do it, and uh, it's it's the collection is still giving back to me uh, because and I still because it gives me something to do. A lot of people say, "Well, I'll just sell it," and you know, and do what? Right. Mm -hmm. This is what I've done for uh, so long, and 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 it was has always been geared towards getting them up in exhibitions, Mm -hmm. and it's like. And that's happening now, yeah. and for the first time in my career, I'm starting to be acknowledged as being one of the okay guys. You know, oh, right. <laughs> yes, yeah. and yeah. that's wonderful. You're that's not a wonderful. golem. You're, yeah. you're not the, my precious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I and I love that. And so yeah. it's sort of like I'm I'm it's having wonderful. I'm having a, a, a wonderful time. I, it's th- one of the one of the projects that i did which was a uh, photograph decided to photograph everything and i mean i had looked into it and it was like to f- bring a photographer in would have been r- ridiculously expensive so you know i bought i i bought the backdrop and the, a decent camera and the lights and my photographer dummies book <laughs> <laughs> and set stuff up and started pushing the button and turning the knob looking at it turning the knob looking at it and eventually came up with a style mm-hmm. or a look that I, I, I now is out there. But and and uh, to go through all the pieces, were and to photograph them and to steam them and to fix them up and to try to make them look as good as possible in those photographs with the limited amount of mannequins that I had. For, right? yeah. <laughs> you know, you'd tape an arm from one mannequin onto another. <laughs>